Welcome to That Business Podcast. I'm Caleb Tanner. And I'm Corey Borchie. The robots have taken over, Corey! Well, not necessarily. <laughs> They're taking over, Corey. Not necessarily. There's robots in the workplace, Corey, and they're taking over. Well, not necessarily, and that's what we're talking about today. That is what we are discussing today. <laughs> All right, so artificial intelligence is certainly going to make changes to the economy. As far as what that means, not even the experts know. The experts are disagreeing quite a bit. As a matter of fact, Oxford Economics says that up to 20 million manufacturing jobs could be lost worldwide by 2030. But the World Economic Forum says that to 75 million jobs could be lost, but 133 million jobs created. So we don't know really whether or not AI will be a good or bad thing technically on the market. We don't even know really how these numbers were made. Like each of these studies had a different strategy to decide on what the results of AI would be. And they're most likely going to be wrong because there's no way you can possibly know. Absolutely. The thing is, nobody really saw the Industrial Revolution coming until it happened. So we don't really know what's going to happen. There is a concern, though. One in five job seekers uh, in the United States fears losing their job to AI at some point. I mean, that does make sense. It really depends what kind of job you're in. But also, I feel like, is that just AI or like robots in general? Robots. Robots in general. Artificial intelligence. Robots are they kind of fall into the category ai can be anything from a computer program that does bookkeeping to a uh to the computer or to the robots that operate in like the gm factories from a business standpoint and i usually take the business standpoint as in like what's best for the consumer robots which is kind of crazy but they normally do a better job anyway and also like they're a lot cheaper to produce and like it makes more sense to have robots in a lot of certain markets like building cars for instance instead of having a bunch of employees doing it it's easier just put it in have a robot create it and then you know it's a nice car so like i usually take the standpoint as in like for most jobs i kind of support what business is doing and giving it to like robots to do if they can do a better job right and in general the the concern here is that it creates a very large amount of unemployed workers who Mm -hmm. don't have a skill to jump to and that that is certainly a concern i have a little bit of a protectionist streak in me so i really do feel for those people and i really do understand it and i'm not sure i want the government to regulate ai but at the same time i don't necessarily want all the companies to go down that path because by doing away with that we, we could hurt a lot of people or maybe not though we don't know yet let's see I don't, like, with what I know about AI, I know Facebook uses AI a lot. And, like, Facebook creates AIs to, like, determine, you know, what gets removed, what doesn't, stuff like that. And I feel like that makes more sense than having people do that job as people are going to use their bias to, like, delete different information. With AI, you can make it where there's no bias. So, I kind of go with, the like, the opinion that there are certain jobs out there that I'd rather an AI do than a person. I certainly understand that uh, that opinion, and I don't disagree with it. I mean, uh, 20% of workers uh, today will use automated assistance uh, tech to make decisions and like make their, their job easier. So there, there's a part of AI that doesn't actually go against uh, employment, but it's still a very big issue, and we don't really know how it's going to affect all different types of businesses. That's very true. This is kind of like slightly off topic, but I want your opinion on it. You remember when Walmart first made like the self-checkout section where you could do it yourself and everyone's complaining because they're like, wow, this, you know, makes a lot of people's jobs obsolete 
and it's going to, you know, unemploy a lot of people. And now it has it where, you know, there is a self-checkout line, but these people still have their jobs. Right. What is your opinion? Like, what do you think about that? Well, that is kind of the thing that makes me not, not 100% an economic protectionist and against AI. The thing is, uh, we haven't always had automated teller machines either, ATMs. ATMs, when they came out, a lot of people said, we're going to lose the jobs for the tellers. There's going to be all these tellers who've lost their jobs. But the thing is, they actually didn't. Tellers just kind of, their job description changed. Mm-hmm. So automated ATMs doesn't, didn't actually do away with a lot of jobs. They just kind of changed the nature of those jobs. Um, the same with the Walmart checkouts. They didn't do away with everything because the automated checkouts don't actually do that much. Yeah, a lot of people also don't like using them either. I actually prefer the self-checkout myself because like you go in, you leave, and it's I feel great. like the technology has only been good enough to actually have a automated checkout machine in the last couple of years. I feel like before that, they were always breaking it. Yeah, and also, I feel like it depends how much stuff you get. If you go to Walmart and you've got like 100 things, you should probably not do the self-checkout. I agree. And in most cases, you can. But yeah, personally, I like the self-checkout. I support AI coming into the workplace because I think they're going to do it better and make better stuff. Although, I kind of agree with the second source you said that, yeah, a lot of jobs are going to be lost, obviously, because AI is going to be doing it instead. Right, but uh, more jobs should be created as well, at least according Mm -hmm. to some studies. The question is, do you trust the people who made those studies? And I don't necessarily. Who made the study saying, did you happen to get that down, like who made the study saying? The World Economic Forum said that 75 million jobs will be lost and 133 million created by AI. The thing is, I kind of disagree with that. The World Economic Forum sounds like a globalist organization, and pretty much anything that is... uh, international is often run by uh, what you would call globalists and Mm -hmm. globalists don't always have the best interests for American workers at heart so I don't really care that they're going to create 133 million jobs worldwide because I want those jobs to be in America it also kind of depends on what those jobs are going to be anyways that too because you know a lot of people that are going to lose their job and you know let's say PR or something like that just to you know give them something to work with there let's say PR somehow becomes obsolete, which I don't think stuff like that will. I think you're always going to need human opinion on that. Yeah. And, like, let's say supposedly it does, you know, does that mean, like, thousand factory jobs are going to open up? Like, it depends. No, no, it's probably the opposite. For every one PR job gained, yeah. there'll be the thousand factory jobs lost. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of doing away with, like, the low-paying jobs, basically, where AI is doing that now, which is both good and bad, because also, like, you know, there's so many people. Was it 365 million people in America? All of them need jobs to live. Yes. Well, a lot of uh, a lot of journalists, uh, uh, what you could call elitist journalists, uh, started saying that, oh, well, these coal workers who are losing their job, go learn to code, learn to code, and that actually became something kind of funny. Where uh, when journalists got fired, people started texting them and saying, learn to code, and it got so bad that Twitter actually started banning people just for saying learn to code because you're harassing the journalists. And I thought it was absolutely hilarious is because the journalists, these people who are like, oh, AI is going to be fine. It's going to be good for the world. Just go learn to code so you can have a job still. You're telling me, you're telling this guy who's a 50-year-old dad mm-hmm. who was a coal miner all his life to go learn to code? You kidding me? Well, first off, yeah, that's probably not smart with those people. But I do think everyone that is in college should take a class on coding because I 
100% support everyone learning to code. I agree. Because but... I'm actually, um, I'm not obviously not in a coding class, you know, because I'm currently in college right now. But I have been, where I'm basically, I'm going to, there's, um, I forgot what the website was, but there's like website there like teach you how to code. And I want to learn how to do that because we were talking about like website building and everything just for like the sake of something like that or like app building or something like that. Right. I think it'd be really beneficial to learn exactly how to code. Right, and that's the thing is there's there's certainly time to help college students be prepared for the modern economy and the new mm-hmm. new economy coming. The problem is going to be uh, the earlier generation and how their jobs are done. And those people are going to want to work and they need to work, but at the same time, their job is still not. It's still going to be very hard to fulfill or to need them now. This is a play devil's advocate, not necessarily saying like this is the opinion I take. Yeah. But just to like, you know, go against you for the sake of discussion. If an AI can do a job better than a person can, shouldn't the AI get the job? The answer, unfortunately, is yes. Exactly. From a business standpoint, like if I'm running a, like let's say with my clothing brand, for instance, you know, I have, like, let's say, like I have someone making the clothes, but a bot can do it better and, like, make better clothes. And it's also costing me far less money. I would do it. <laughs> like, I, I'd have the robot doing it. But it's also like, you know, is that smart? Yes. Is it ethical? It's kind of like with the argument how, like, a lot of jobs are going to, like, China, for instance, because, you know, right. Apple, so, like, even though it's an American company, it's made in China because right. it's cheaper. Well, the answer to that is uh, ethical. So for, uh, for using a robot to build something because it's cheaper, the answer is, yeah, it's ethical. I mean... We're not like my. I grew up in a sign company, and yeah, we use the plotter. We're not gonna make some. We're not gonna not have a plotter and make people cut it out by hand. They're not gonna mm-hmm. do as good of a job. That would be ridiculous. So, there's kind of a reversion to new technology being added, but nobody suggests going against technology we already have. So, you know, why not? Why not do away with the cell phones so that people can, you know, be runners again? That that's just not a good idea. So, in that aspect, I don't think it's unethical to. Uh, use artificial intelligence, use robots to do the job, especially if they do it better. And cheaper, too. Now, as for China, China can do things a lot cheaper, but it's the reason behind it why I'm against uh, buying things from China. Mm -hmm. See, in the United States, we have something called human rights. Uh, You can't work for less than a certain amount of hour on the table. You um, You can't take advantage of employees, and you can't take advantage of children. In China, you can in China, they are using practically what is slave labor. And then you have our politicians over here saying, oh, well, free markets are technically best for the economy. Well, that's true. Free markets. But the thing is, I'm against slave labor. I don't think that should be legal. But what should be illegal is forcing our companies who have morals to go up against companies that don't. And well, so also, ag- China's not free market either. China's not a free market, but they operate in the world as a free market. Um... Fun fact, if you operate a business in China, that China, the Chinese government owns half your business. So it, I, I'm very against working with China in, in pretty much anything because of their lack of human rights. It's an unfair competition. China is playing the game with no morals. And we're forcing our American companies, our American workers, to compete with them with standards, with human rights. And... I'm 100% for human rights, but we just can't have a direct competition with somebody who will win at all costs. Well, see, I, um, you know, like, I made a clothing brand, and, like, you know, when someone buys, 
And basically, my clothing brand works with Teespring.com, which is like a website. So basically, like I design the clothes, they print it and ship it. Right. And then you know we divide up, not really profit. Like they have their set, and then I set it as what I want, and then pay them what they need to be paid. So basically, um, if I understand correctly, it's not really based in America though, but it's also not an American company outsourcing to someone else. If I'm correct, I'm pretty sure Teespring is uh, based in Charlotte, actually. It might be. I have to do more research. I just know, um, I just know from what I, like, understand, it's like the clothing is not really yeah, made. Yeah, no, no, no. Gil, yeah. uh, most t-shirts and stuff are made overseas and shipped over Exactly. Here. So, like, it's shipped over here. And I thought it was an American company. I have to, like, do more research on that. I believe they print their materials over here, but take their resources from China. Yeah, exactly. Which is, um, you know, do I feel bad about it? Not really, because basically to make a like a shirt and compete with all the other brands, I have to make it at a certain price. Yep, and that's something that's so with China. Uh, you know, with that, I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, against obviously, I'm against China. I wish we could do that uh, here in America. We could do that stuff here in America, and mm-hmm. long term, I hope that uh, I hope that we do fix the unfair competition with that country. But AI is different. AI is going to be over here whether or not we have protectionist treaties with China. It's going to be here no matter what. And I don't think it's ethical to stop AI. At the same time, I don't think it's necessarily ethical to create some AI. And the AI that I'm definitely against is self-learning machines uh, such that like Google and uh, some I believe IBM is working on one as well that are like supercomputers, super smart, they are, yeah. almost a simulation of the human mind. In fact, what we are what we are seeing now, uh, and this is something that Glenn Beck, uh, who usually does conservative uh, talk radio, uh, he kind of went on a tangent the other day and talked about this. He believes that if we do not figure out about machines and what their rights are soon. Eventually, we're going to have a robot that simulates a human mind and claims that it has human rights. And that is an issue that I'm not sure we're prepared for. And a lot of companies are working on this technology like that, like these um, simulation, these self-learning machines that can make decisions and stuff. And I don't know about you, but when I see them doing this, I think of Skynet. Real quick, before I respond to that, you know, I looked it up just to be sure, and it turns out... um teespring.com was founded in providence rhode island and is currently like their headquarters are in san francisco california so i was wrong about that but they are do outsource other stuff also respond to what you said i feel like it depends if it's ai like ai is supposed to be um intelligent like we are but i don't really think that's the current way ai is set up like it's more like programmed to a certain thing like i feel like at facebook you know they have a lot of ai programs are I do like a specific task I feel like there's anything to worry about with what Gwen Beck is saying but let's say theoretically they made AI that was intelligent just like we are but like hey this is your job now do this I feel like if like I feel like that's definitely not ethical to do like you can't like you shouldn't do that like if you're gonna make a robot you know that's intelligent where they can um you know do a certain job that's one thing making like regularly intelligent or like a person like is like what the original goal was I do not support that at all or think that is at all ethical right that's what some companies are working on today and that is i agree i think my line is right there i don't have a problem with creating a robot to do a task i have a problem with self-learning robots that can like make decisions 
and eventually, like, almost, I guess, form what you would call the computer equivalent of an imagination. Mm -hmm. And if you look at some technology, we're on the way to that. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that, too. And I feel like that is what scares me a little bit. And I honestly do not think that is at all ethical. Like, there's definitely a line on what the AI can and can not do. Like, I think... Like, if you're making an AI to do a specific job or, like, you know, regulate... But, you, like, there's a human that programmed it to regulate, like, a certain way and it, like, follows those ways, that's one thing. Like, with Facebook and how they regulate their AI to remove, like, specific content that is, like, harmful and everything like that, yeah. they're totally justified and should be doing that because humans operate with bias. Like, a human would be operating... Like, um... They'll basically operate in a way to make their bias more known and remove content that like, supports a different idea where an AI doesn't really care which idea it is. It's going to remove what's harmful. Right. Well, in general, uh, Facebook's AIs are certainly not as unbiased as they would have us believe. Um, they're, in fact, they, Twitter and uh, Facebook have both refused to show the algorithms that affect uh, what's deleted and what's not. And which, if I was them, I wouldn't either. Right. Like, I wouldn't it, make it makes public. sense, but the reason that they're not making it public, at least what many people think, is that uh, they actually have programmed a bias into their search. In fact, Google uh, internal documents that were released by a whistleblower 100% has altered their algorithm specifically to affect the elections in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, they specifically actually uh, fought for the Democratic Party in 18 and altered their search results to have that effect. Well, just to like counter with that, because you know, AI is supposed to be unbiased. Do you think, and like obviously they might, like they could be programmed certain ways. Yes. But do you think it should be government regulated or based with the companies? Personally, I feel like that it shouldn't be government regulated. I feel like if people want to use a certain platform or certain websites that are like biased against the other, that is like kind of like the business's, you know, right to in make general, the website the way they want to be. In general, I would agree with you. However, that's not the case anymore. The problem state the problem there is within like what is a private corporation allowed to do it has to do with market share. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody would argue that Google has way a way higher market share than any other company would be allowed. Uh, for example, BP and uh, several other of the big gas companies, I believe Shell and a couple others, all were split off of Standard Oil. Do you know why Standard Oil was split? Because it was too huge. It was too big. It controlled too much. It had too much power. The government ordered it split up because it was violating human rights. Google is acting like a government online. They are controlling, first of all, they're violating stuff like, if they were if they were a company, uh, their service, and we agree to this terms of service when we Google something, I'm afraid. Frankly, yeah, exactly. it violates the freedom like of speech. The thing is, they are too powerful to have the ability to violate uh, what would normally be considered a constitutional right. Uh, the Bill of Rights doesn't really have an effect on the internet. Mm -hmm. um, so, there's, we're actually in a, like, we're in an area that we've never really had to deal with before, of a company being so huge, a company controlling so much, just pure thought, that it's a problem. But Google is a vert. I don't say, I'm going to look that up on the internet. I say, I'm going to Google that. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is when Google decided it wanted to have an effect on election results, uh, it all of a sudden could. Nobody should have that ability, especially Google. And to add to that... Uh, if I if my company wants to assist a political candidate, uh, that is called an in-kind donation. And you can do anything. You can actually give a stack of paper to a uh, political campaign, and whatever you paid for the paper, 
whatever your cost was, that's considered an in-kind donation. And that's limited to, I believe, $2,000 around there, or maybe $2,500 for the limit on how much you can give per election. Mm -hmm. So if Google is going to help a political party or political candidate, then at least what they should have to do is report it as an in-kind donation. Well, I think that on the subject of breaking Google up, I just have to say that I'm very much against that idea as I usually take the position that a company should be able to like act the way they want, especially when you have the freedom to not pick it. Like, no one's forced to Google. They can go to Yahoo or Bing, even though they're not nearly as good. But, like, they could use other services that aren't Google, but they choose you Google because it's the best and doing the best job. But no one has to. And, like, obviously, like, let's say with, like, Google and Facebook, if they were theoretically broken up, all that really does is make it harder to, con like, have... I don't really want to say one narrative, but it's hard to, like, you know, let's say Facebook... You know, a lot of people say that they rigged the 2016 election. Let's say that's true. If you break Facebook up, now there's no way to control that that doesn't happen again because it's too broken up. There's too many like, voting powers. It just makes it like a you know a cluster instead of like one person being able to like directly see how the AI is programmed and everything and be able to like stop it. Uh, that one person though is corrupt. Uh, that's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> that's the issue. There is that absolute power corrupts absolutely. The problem with Google is it has absolute power. The problem but you break Facebook, it up, then there's just like 17 corrupt people trying to monitor one thing. That's true, and that's where the issue lies is what should the law be as far as social media goes? Yeah, especially like with AIs in general too. Like, I mean, I guess part of that, you know, what we were talking about makes it seem like, yeah, AI should be regulated because that way the government is seeing how they're programmed and how it works. But I'm against government going that involved in business. Like, I'm really, I really do not like or even, like, closely support government being involved in business and how business works. Because I think in a free market, that should be up to the people who started the business or I, own the business. I would agree uh, in general. I believe the government should not be involved in companies at all. My issue lies when the government has already been involved and the government has caused problems there and then the government like has created the issue that we have um, in general the government has a responsibility to enforce the constitutional rights of its citizens when a company is so big that it rivals the government which if you consider the the nature of the internet at least on the internet that's the case the government the if you consider who, who has more power over the internet, the U.S. government or Google, it's very clear who has more power on the internet. And that is where the danger lies, is that there's really no way to protect constitutional rights online. And if a company today forced you into a contract, had 75% market share, and said, hey, so we own all the roads in your neighborhood, and now if you violate our terms of service, we're not going to let you use our roads... That would be a, that would be a problem, and that that corporation would be broken up. But because it's not a it's not a physical road; it's a virtual road. Uh, Google's gotten away with it. Well, see, even though I would like like pretty much everyone uses Google, like when they're on the internet, they're using Google. You know, that's kind of like a fact at this point. Right. But the government can still, you know, if Google does something, you know, wrong or like something was going on, on the internet, they still can like find out about it, and they can still 
stop it, kind of. You know what I mean? So, like, even though Google is as big as it is and can kind of, like, control it, the, like, the government can still stop it so they can work with Google. Not and that's kind of what, like, we see now, as in, like, there's a lot of stuff that, like, Google and Facebook do. The government's like, no, we don't like that, and then, you know, they have to answer for it. Well, the, the issue with that, though, is they haven't actually answered for it. They've gone and spoken before Congress, and then Congress did nothing. And, and that's, that's more the government's fault, though. I'm that is thinking. more the government's fault than Google. But that's kind of the issue there is, like, what, what, what will the punishment be if it's found that Google actually is attempting to rig the 2020 election? Like, is mm-hmm. there going to be consequences, or is it just like, yeah, we are? Because at the point where it's like, yeah, Google did this, and we're not going to punish them, then it's not the U.S. government in charge, it's Google. So that's another reason that um, I don't think AI should be rigged, because obviously the government, like, when they have... The opportunity to like do something to like Google or Facebook, they don't do it. That's true as well, and that is that is a failure of not only the government but uh, the voters. Exactly, because um, we're like voting people in that don't do anything. Right, and now in general, Facebook and Google, uh, they are private companies. They have a right to give service to who they want to give. Mm-hmm. However, they also have a there's also a requirement of honesty. And that is something I fear, as I don't feel that Google and Facebook have been honest with their uh, with their services, and that that is where we stand today. Um, that kind of does tie in with AI, though. Is like we have to trust that this AI is unbiased whenever its algorithm its al- its algorithm is looking for things to ban on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we have to trust that this algorithm is going to work in uh, certain ways, and that is also, however, what I think will save save us in the end is that AI is not perfect. And AI is not going to be allowed to do everything that most businesses probably wish they would. Because, you know, stuff like AI does save a lot of money and it does work really well. But I don't really think they're going to be allowed to do everything that, you know, let's say the government, or not the government, like companies are wanting it to do. And that's eventually what I feel like we're going to see within these next, you know, 10 years here. The question what are we going to allow AI to do, and when is it going to stop? And I kind of want to know, like, our listeners' opinion on this. Like, if you have an opinion on AI and what you think, DM me on Instagram at CWT Business. My DMs are open. And I kind of want to know what your thoughts are on this topic. Uh, same with me, but hit me up at Corey Portree on Twitter. I feel like we kind of discussed, you know, our points pretty much, and I'm kind of wondering, I guess nothing. There's, there's really nothing left to do except sit here and wait and see what happens with all this. Right. And see what ends up being right. I think that's pretty much everything. That pretty much is. So I want to thank you guys for watching. Please like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And you guys have a good week. Yes, thank you for listening.